Hello there, you're listening to the Unbound Podcast, a podcast that inspires our growth and our development. My name is Lois and I'm your host. Let's talk kidogo about neuroplasticity. Um, I don't know if you've heard this term before, neuroplasticity, but um, I'm certain it's not new to you. Anyways, neuroplasticity is a capacity our brains have to adapt based on situations in what we do. And how it changes the structure in order to change the process. And this is something that, you know, we will mention here and there in the podcast. And um, I hope it, reno- it resonates with us in terms of our, you know, in terms of our topic for today. So yesterday I had this um, amazing discussion. Apparently we have been having these conversations very often ever since I started preparing for this pod. Um, and we came down, I mean, we came up with uh, eight principles to change or rather improve our mental health. And to be honest, these things are an eye opener and they are not wild things. They're not something that you need to do or you need to go to mass or you need to go to, I don't know which hospital to be able to, able to fix them. But you actually realize that, you know, we don't need to go to psychiatrists. So sometimes when you're feeling depressed, you don't need all that. All you need is to just follow these eight key principles and we are going to be good. So today, our subtopic for today, we are going to call it New Start. But our topic for today is mental health. So New Start, you will make sense at the end of the podcast eventually <laughs> so our first our first our first principle is nutrition nutrition so research has found links between you know low levels of certain nutrients like folate magnesium iron zinc and vitamins b6 b12 and vitamin d and worsening mood swings or feelings or anxiety and risk of depression However, it's unclear that if we consume extra amounts of these nutrients in supplement form or other further benefits, I mean, other or other um, other sources where we can get them from, come to require these um, extra supplement, I mean, these nutrients in extra form if it's going to benefit our mental health. So there's no clear link of which amounts of this nutrition these nutrients should be taking because we're dependent we are not the same you know so if someone who is deficient in magnesium um, takes magnesium supplements okay it might improve their situation however it's unclear if taking you know extra supplements will provide any benefit so systematically because you're feeling you know some kind of way that you know you start Binging on, 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 on magnesium supplements or all that. No, okay. For instance, omega three um, fatty acids are essential in brain development. However, I don't think it's going to be wise of you to be consuming only omega three just because you want to work out your, you know, your, your brain muscles. And um, this omega three also helps in signaling as well as reduce inflammation in the brain. No matter what you're being told, like, you know, take a lot of fish, it's good for... 
actually when i was in school we had like these kids who were like so smart i mean like so smart and so i used to assume that they also had fish for dinner longer <laughs> longer i mean it's not thinking thinking back it's not interesting because um i also used to providing fish before exams <laughs> i don't know if that helps i can't remember and anyway, research has shown how effective omega-3 is in treatment of mental health like it's it's no brainer um, it actually works and it's 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 interesting however we, we don't know if we don't know the optimum doses for this for this for this for these supplements how to do the magic dose for these supplements and you tell okay, okay now listen here um john need to take like three grams of magnesium every two hours now we don't have don't have don't have that um don't have that stats well, it would be interesting though science recommend that you have acquired these nutrients from 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 a healthy and you know a varied diet so we have established that there is a link between mental health and our diet but there isn't a complete understanding um, of how our diet affects our well-being however um ongoing research has found that a strong link between a healthy gut and proper brain functioning this is no brainer guys like a healthy gut is is key to a proper functioning brain for instance um there's this guy who trends a lot on twitter he's called amerix and he's been preaching this for the longest and to be honest it makes sense if you if you look around and you see people who actually have proper eating habits these people are energetic all along do you ever wonder people who have so much energy unnecessary energy in the morning and in the evening and you're wondering are you always are you always on full throttle settings but if you look down these people have proper eating habits for example um in relation to this you know a healthy gut you know these proper foods or these healthy foods they have good bacteria and these good bacteria um are responsible for the production of a 90% of neurotransmitters um and these neurotransmitters they they rather oh, i don't know how to put this but they 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 secrete serotonin and this serotonin is responsible for for our mood for proper mood in short so people who have healthy guts they have very high levels of serotonin and in turn which affects them to having a very good mood throughout however there's another connection which is individuals with healthy diets or individuals with healthy feeding habits they are more likely to engage in so the more the more likely to engage in behaviors that are also linked with reduced risk of mental health um deprivation for instance someone who eats healthy is more likely to be doing physical exercise they are more likely to be involving in you know things which are they are working hand in hand in I don't know how to put this. It's 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 but you understand it. Watu ambao wanakula vizuri. Chances are that they are also doing positive habits which are enhancing a positive outlook in life and proper mental health. 
How about, what I'm trying to say is this. Diet is one piece of a very complex puzzle, which is mental health. Like, you know, I'm not saying that diet is everything, but diet is an essential key in order to improve our mental health. I think very soon we should be incorporate her doctor so she can come and, you know, we can have this as a topic or a subject for another day and we can actually have this and she can talk to us about nutrition. Our second principle is exercise, guys. Exercise. I mean, we can't achieve optimum capacity if you do not become active. Um, there's something called endorphins. And endorphins are created... I mean, are produced or generated when we exercise. Endorphins and serotonin, all this work hand in hand in creating a very in, in good moods, or rather, or putting you in good moods. And I'm not trying to dumb this down, but I, I think that I in dumb this down because she was speaking Greek. But I'm trying as much as I can to be able to simple this up for everyone in our audience. And all this, uh, and all this works hand in hand. Exercise goes a long way. And you know, um, people who have good um, exercise habits, they are less likely, and hear me out, less likely to develop even complications like Alzheimer's, uh, depression later on. So in order to play safe, in order to like, you know, be safe and play the long-term game here, exercise even now. We don't have to like you know have guns right now but you know you can be exercising something that is going to be in turn helpful for you in the future our third principle is it's water h2o water magic you know 70 percent of our bodies are water like 70 percent of you is water and 80 percent of our brains hear me out 80 percent of our brains are made of components which are found in water this blew me off. I honestly, I won't lie to you. This blew me off. Hear me out. There are specific chemicals that can only be achieved. Hear me out. There are specific chemicals or nutrients which we can only get them from eating foods. For instance, some food produce something called type of type type. This word is difficult, man. This word is difficult. I had to like jot it down. This word is tripo, tryptophan, 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 tryptophan is the word. Hear me, tryptophan is, <laughs> tryptophan is the word. <laughs> this tryptophan gets to the brain and, you know, in, if it gets to the brain in good proportion, it allows you to produce more endorphin, I mean serotonin. So if tryptophan, um, you can search it out, it's T-R-Y-P-T-O-P-H-A-N. This if this um, if this type of fun gets into your brain in good amounts, it's going to produce a lot of you know serotonin, which in turn is good for mood. So assume that water is a medium in which this travels in. That's how I look at it. But water is a medium in which this type of fun is you know is is, is is swimming in to get to all parts of the brain, and 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 when this serotonin gets into our minds or rather into our mind creates a feel-good feeling which eliminates depression anxiety and all that so how does that have to do with water well water the more type of fun goes into the brain and then in turn happiness people i mean people who don't consume enough water and i like the 
there's been like this movement lately of hydrate people are posting pictures on instagram and then hashtag hydrate which is good i have no problem with that so people who don't consume enough water they become more frustrated and they have less clarity of mind and reduce and these are reduced mental performance it's no brainer you become more frustrated less clarity of mind and you reduce your performance so hydration is key here remember 70% of our bodies are made of water and 80% of the chemicals found in our brains are found in water our third principle is sunshine like sunshine sunshine quarter jewel you know if uh, there's a relationship between sunshine and, and 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 so many factors that affect our brains for instance if you take in more sunshine we improve our quality of sleep and restfulness for instance i hear okay um when i work in the sun sometimes or when when i'm when, when i'm sunbathing um and i go to bed at night i actually have a restful night and sometimes you think that oh well, i slept good because you know i got tired no you didn't get tired you slept nice because you had enough sunshine that got into you and in turn the vitamin d has helped you have a restful night hear me out this can actually help you for those in school it can help you in learning and in concentration like someone who is vitamin d depraved their concentration span isn't that good sunshine also reduces the levels of pain that we experience for instance someone who sunbathes a lot might experience the same amount of pain as someone who does not sunbathe but in turn the person who sunbathes can handle the pain much more better than someone who does not it is amazing what sunshine can do when taken in the rightful amounts our fourth principle is temperance temperance or balance i call this balance it implies that one of the i mean i mean we are to create a, a perfect balance in everything that you do you know we need to make sure that we introduce certain habits and behaviors that improve our mental health these balances i mean this balance in everything that you're going to do is going to set up above average let me share something here that we shared yesterday with our doctor our society is run in such a way that we tend to make some things bad and, and make it good we turn bad things to good things for instance for instance you're talking about yesterday about um let's talk about smoking for instance in 1950s in 1950s there was some, actually he was a jew he was i mean he was not he was a, he was he was a nazi i mean he worked for the nazi government so under hitler's government the first person to discover the connection between smoking and cancer or worked for worked for worked for worked for worked for the for the nazi regime but we can we can actually make these topics for another day it's actually interesting all that i'm, I'm so into history and all that so the first person to find a connection between smoking and cancer um you know who, and the first of all that aside is the biggest person to ever campaign for people to stop smoking was adolf hitler <laughs> let me just say that adolf hitler hated people who smoked 
and he actually told his friends who are around him to stop smoking and he encouraged them to stop smoking for all his work. So, after this, doctor has found a connection between lung cancer and smoking. So, you know what he did? He actually like started this campaign and people actually, you know, they did what they, they put filters in, 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 in cigarettes. So, filters that you see in cigarettes as a result of the research, I mean, the, the conclusion that was done then. But the filters didn't help the problem. They didn't fix the problem. And it, it's a thing that we do. We try to keep filters in our lives. Situations where we are, we are ailing, we just put filters in them, but it doesn't work. Instead of just doing away the whole thing, we are putting filters. And today, I just want us to not put filters in our mental health. Let's just work on it. Let's put it aside. Find a perfect balance. Another thing that our society continues to embrace, I'm going to get a, some backlash from this, is you know harmful consumption of uh, I mean consumption of harmful um, alcoholic beverages. Uh, there's a study which was done in 2011 2012, and it shows that 19% of relational breakups occurred as a result of an alcohol-related problem. It's no-brainer, but it's no-brainer. And, you know, alcoholism does not count as a psychiatric condition. That's a high percentage. 19.7% of all relationship breakups was a result of alcohol-related problems. Alcohol impairs the frontal lobe cortex that allows us to make good and sound decisions. Alcohol also increases the likelihood of cheating from 30 to 50%. Well, I'm not saying that everyone who drinks cheats, but you know, the stats are too high. Very, very high for that matter. <laughs> Our fifth principle is air. Air. Spend time outdoors. Spend time outdoors. Spend time outdoors. I can't emphasize this enough. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we get, sometimes we are so used in this kind of life, especially people who live in cities and towns and urban centers, where you live in apartments, you live in your dark dungeon and your dark abyss. You don't live there. You're binging Netflix shows all the time. And actually, you're facilitating for depression. That is a right quote for depression. Spend time outdoors. Go get oxygen. Oxygen cleans your brains. Oxygen helps you clear your mind. Walk. Open your windows in your house. You know. There's another story I would like to share with you about um, um, a town called Eureka. Eureka is in Eureka is in the U.S. Somewhere I think it's Tennessee. I don't know. I'm not so sure. So there was, there was this flu epidemic which happened there. Epidemic, there's a difference between an epidemic and a pandemic. A pandemic is an epidemic that has gone out of hand. So there was this um, flu epidemic in Eureka. And uh, it, it, people got really sick. People got really sick. And so hospitals were full. And they, they, they started saying, okay, now we need to bring the army into this. So they brought the army. And the army came and they pitched tents outside the hospitals. When they pitched tents outside the hospitals, um, they, they only came with blankets and hot water bottles for placing on the feet of the, uh, I mean, of the, of the patients. 
and after some time they discovered something that the people who were actually in the tent were not dying but the ones inside the hospitals were dying so you know what the hospital did the hospital done with the air conditioners the hospitals opened the windows the hospitals now started letting these patients go out for air and this hospital actually now started seeing a difference and that was one of the ways that the flu was handled taking in more air our sixth principle is rest rest this is also another sensitive topic here uh, because it have I have heard some very 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 wild um um reasonings from people and you know studies don't lie studies don't lie studies don't give a shit about you know <laughs> about feelings so the idea that staying late at night is better for productivity is actually a fallacy the idea of staying later into the night for better productivity is a fallacy that we call it self deception <laughs> so there are two groups here uh, these are research actually just done so there are two groups here of two groups of people h were 10 and the first group um were all nighters the second group of people who got 8 hours of sleep so um they were given a task and they were told knocking on this task um we shall look at it later on so the first group of the all nighters they actually performed worse than the ones who got 8 hours of sleep however what's funny is that the all nighters they actually felt as if they were very very productive in comparison to the 8 hour guys who got 8 hours of peaceful sleep they didn't feel much confident in their work but they performed better than the all nighters you know results speak for themselves and sometimes we get into these self deceptions a lot of time especially when we are dealing with our mental health and and we end up feeling as if we are more productive and in turn we have achieved so little and in turn now this affects even our mental health so it's a vicious cycle it's a vicious cycle so get hours of rest sleep sleep okay choka lala okay choka lala akura nzengine kuchoka lala because when you deprive yourself of rest you're actually shutting down your brain and you actually you know you're working at a lesser capacity than you're supposed to be intended on to working on number 7 principle number 7 so it's interesting it's develop trust develop trust so another study was done um uh, the the tribes are say they live up to 100 years and they are called centurions or kitu kama yo centurions or something like that because you know they are, they are, they are, as you reach 60 70 i think you're called an octogenarian or something i don't know i'm not so sure it's uh, too much science <laughs> so anyways the people who live longer have three things number one they have is that they have people that they love and that they invest in these relationships do you have people you love do you people do you have people who love you and love you genuinely but do you invest in these relationships when was the last time you 
you call up your mom just to find out how they are doing. When was the last time you talked to your dad and you're not asking for money? When was the last time you called your boyfriend or you called your girlfriend and you were genuinely, 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 you know, you were not asking for anything, you just want to know their whereabouts and you're investing in those relationships. Do things, go out together, learn, experience life together. Number two that they have, they have people who are like-minded. Having people who are like-minded will make you sometimes, you know, avoid unnecessary drama in your life. There's too much conflict every time that you're trying to fit in circles where you're not welcome and in circles where whatever they believe in, you don't believe in that, you know? And I keep telling you people, I keep telling my friends that if you work with four millionaires, you're going to become the fifth. If you work with four retards, you're going to become the, you're going to become the fifth retard. And it's actually interesting seeing this, how it all plays out. Because when you're people with like-minded people, for instance, I am, I am in, I am, for instance, I'm, let's say I am into, I am into what, like, for instance, I am into, I'm into technology, yeah, you know, I'm tech savvy and this is my thing. So if I hang around with people sometimes, if I invest in the relationship of people who are really like-minded and we believe in the same things and that we look at the same thing the same way, it will be so easy for me to get the flow of it. It will be so much easier for me to be able to relate with them. I'll be more freer there and I can develop a sense of trust. But the thing is, they met regularly with people who they associated with. Loners suffer the most. No man is an island. And I, I honestly, I, there, is, there is nothing. There is nothing in us as human beings that, that screams loner. Every social fabric of us, and every fabric, I mean, every, everything that makes us who we are, we are social beings and social animals. So the moment that we deprive ourselves of that, it may be because of past traumatic experiences, maybe because of betrayal in the past, and it's so hard trusting people. Trust me, it's so hard trusting people. However, however, there's, a, there's, there's another approach, but hear me out. People of faith who gather four times a month have higher life expectancy. I don't care if you're Muslim, I don't care if you're Buddhist, I don't care if you're Christian, but as long as you gather four times a month with people who you have the same religious doctrine, people who you have the same faith, you're more likely to actually live longer. Research shows that, you know, those people who have 14 years more than those who don't actually con congregate. It's research, guys. I'm not making this stuff up. It's research. You add 14 years into your lives. If you congregate four times a month with people of the same faith, Earlier on, I was listening to a pod about the meaning of life, and the host talked about, you know, having a mission in life. And having a mission can actually even add you seven more years in your life. But we are going to talk about mission in another podcast. But 
you know, you need to have a mission in your life. You have to have a, like a life mission. For instance, at the moment, my mission at the moment can be the Unbound podcast, curating information which is actual and factual, which is going to foster our growth and development. That's my mission. What is your mission? Do you have a mission in your life? Do you have something you wake up every day to pursue and to see it come through and be true to you? Even though it's hard sometimes to believe in people in society, that's true. You know, we need to achieve a sense of trust. A more advanced strategy is actually going beyond people and society. You can, you can, you know, you can achieve this level of trust that you're talking about in a superior power. You can call it God, you can call it whatever you want. But this, this sense of trust is beneficial. So in summary, let's conclude this. Today's topic, I'm going to break it down. I'll say New Start. So New Start, um, New Start, N is nutrition, E is exercise, W is water, S is sunshine, T is temperance, A is air, R is rest, T is trust. That is the acronym we're going to start. So my challenge for you today is that we are going to pick up three of these things from New Start. And we are going to improve our mental health. So New Start is something I challenge all of us to practice for optimum mental health. You don't need to go to a psychiatrist. You don't need to mean to a psychiatrist unless you have an underlying condition. Nothing is going to bow us. Thank you coming along with me. We are going to improve our mental health and we are going to be better together. Enjoy your time. Cheers.